And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime Jordan, on the road. Jordan, OA News Overtime on the road. You, you, you might not, Look at this. Look at this. We're here. You might not be able to tell, but we are not in the office. We're not there. In Opelika, Alabama. We're, We're in Birmingham. We just wrapped up the last day of SEC Media Days. SEC Media Days is back. How exciting. Back and right. over and better than ever. Back, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, first year wasn't COVID last year, so... Didn't have it last year. First year back. Yeah. You know, it's a, what a spectacle. What All a, the media members, you know, people, reporters from far and as wide. As far as the eye can see. From all across the southeast, packed rows and rows of them in there. And none of them have ever talked to a girl. It's amazing. It's, it's <laughs> incredible. It is, it is simply <laughs> incredible. Well, today was an important one as far as Auburn's concerned. They got to go. They they closed this thing down. Closed it out. Yeah, we're they shutting clo- it down. They, we, uh, we got people uh, taking yeah, away the Dr. Pepper. No more Dr. Pepper are uh, going to have to wait until the SEC championship game if you want any. Um, but uh, we got a chance to talk to Brian Harson, got a chance to talk to Owen Papo and also Bo Nix. Um, you know, kind of a, a pretty, you know, nothing nothing crazy out of uh, what was said today. And we weren't really expecting right. any, any big bombshells. But um, sure. what were your thoughts on what we heard from everybody and uh, and what they had to say with the season a little bit over a month away? Um, it was a lot more of what you expect. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, we, we got a start date for once. That'll sure. help. It helps to start practice. Uh, August 6th, August 5th, they'll report for a meeting. August 6th, they'll they'll uh, have their first workout. And interesting that he said they were going to split – something interesting, Jordan, oh, yeah. that they were going to split the uh, teams over to the, the newcomers and they were going to have the returning players in another one. And, I, and it's kind of interesting to me because your newcomers, that's going to include freshmen, but also all these transfers that they brought in. Is it like nine? How many is it? Yeah, nine. Nine transfers. So all the new people, the coaches are going to get one-on-one time with them kind of in their own groups for the first two practices, then they're going to jump in. So as far as on the field, that was about the only interesting mm-hmm. thing we got, right? Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, and then also confirmation that the uh, the, the JUCO, the guy's going to have to go JUCO. Yeah, yeah, Juan uh, Gaston. Juan so. Gaston, a signee from 2021. He's going to have to go the JUCO route. Uh, that's about all Ryan Harson can say because obviously he can't. You can't talk about recruits and he's a recruit again. So uh, that's about all I can say is that he's not on the team and he's going to have to go to junior college. Uh, so yeah. whatever. Most of, there. Yeah, most of really the, the most intriguing stuff that we saw came before Brian Harson went on the big stage. We had a chance to talk to him as just a local beat. And, uh, you know, when he got out there on the big stage, I think he went like 17 minutes with his opening statement. And, over 16. Yeah. And, I, and, and the, took three questions. The over-under at the, at the establishment last night, we were talking about 12. Yeah, he went over by four. Significantly. Yeah, yeah so – Hey man, that's him. He he got all the things he wanted to say in. So if that's what you know, if you're trying to get a message out there, you're a first year head coach. You do that, uh, and then took three questions. So and that was my thing. I talked to a couple of different people just about what to expect out of this, and it, and it really came to bear what I thought was going to happen. I said it's probably going to sound a lot like his introductory press conference. Yes, you're going to have a few updates because obviously he's been right. on. You know, he's boots on the ground. You know, <laughs> since then. Um, you know, he'll give updates on certain things. He'll be able to talk about certain players because he's been around them. Sure. But for the most part, it's just going to be, you know, his vision for Auburn football and, like, right. what needs to happen in the in the future. Right. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of things that you can just gobble up and say, well, we got to write about this because this is news. Right, right. One of the storylines of media days for every team, not just Auburn, yep. was COVID-19. 
vaccination. Greg Sankey put out a huge effort trying to get every team to 85% vaccination rate. This is the way the SEC is handling it. We've seen the SIAC where Tuskegee plays. They're mandating it for everybody. It's not a question. You're not playing if you don't, if you don't get it. Here, uh, a little bit different. And, and for Brian Harson today, he declined to comment as to whether he uh, has been vaccinated. And uh, he has said that it, basically what he said was, hey, everything that the doc, the Dr. Goodlett, uh, Michael Goodlett, Auburn's team doctor, he says he's put together information. The players have all of that information. And as, as coach, it seems like he's just kind of absolving himself of it yeah. and taking a step away. So he says, hey, they have all that information. And, but he hasn't, you know, didn't comment as where he's taking it. He insists it's a very personal decision, and that's that's kind of his stance on it. So that's one of the things we learned today. Yeah, uh, and, and the personal decision was something he really stressed. Yeah, you know, he said and, it and, over and over. And, and that was something <laughs> that he talked about really before he was even asked if he personally had taken it. He's the second coach uh, this week who declined to comment whether they got the vaccine or not. Mike Leach from Mississippi State was the other one. Um, and it's going to be a big issue. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. something I asked Brian on Tuesday, Kirby Smart talked about it, and, and he really wants this pretty Tom much. Tom and Gianna leaving from yes, mail.com. We wave to our Gianna friends. Gianna Han, goodbye forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we got our friends there at AL.com. RIP. Um, Kirby Just Smart. A job. Yes. Kirby Smart on Tuesday talked about, you know, that, that they want to get as many people vaccinated as they can at Georgia. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to forfeit. Because it's, he, he <laughs> said the words competitive advantage. It could be a competitive advantage. I mean, think if they're going in the SEC, just, you know, a, mm-hmm. a uh, hypothetic, hypothetical situation. Sure. Okay. They're going in the SEC championship game. Against Alabama. They're going to play Alabama. <laughs> and Yes. You know, that'll never happen. And, you know, they don't want to come up on Tuesday before the game and say, well, uh, we just lost three – our you know, whole offensive line is some, knocked out for contact tracing. Exactly. So one person tested positive, all of a sudden we can't play. Yeah. Know, our, our Got to play a backup O-line. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I asked Harson about, you know, that thought process. Not necessarily, you know, is that the thought process you use, but sort of like does that kind of make sense? Right. I mean, and, and that was something he, he kind of – he was like, that's, that's kind of Kirby Smart's message. That's not really my message to the team. And, again, it, it – he kind of turned it over to we're letting the doctors tell them, you know, right. give them the information, let them make the decision. But to me, if I were one of those coaches, sure. really in any of in any of the sports, honestly, right? I, I think the competitive advantage and the we, yeah, you know, bro. if you really want to win, this was something I was <laughs> I was surprised to see earlier in the week. Michael Irvin brought up this point that, you know, if you really want to win. If you take a vaccine, that's probably going to ensure that you're going to be able to be on the field. Right. You would probably do it. I mean, I understand everyone wants to, you know, be educated on sure. the risk Whatever. and all right. that stuff. Yada, yada, right. yada. Yeah, but, bro, you're – that's just that's just I, I just think it makes too much sense just to get the shot. And the thing is, is that last season they had all these delays, they had all these these postponements. Auburn's last game was against Mississippi State because of postponements because of COVID. On, on like December twelfth, right? Mean, that was well right. after it should have been. That ain't happening this year. Ain't nothing happening. You're forfeiting if you can't field a team. Yep. And and you're gonna lose if you don't have an if you have a, a wiped out offensive line or whatever. Yeah. Because you got to play. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, that's just something that every team's going to deal with. That was a storyline uh, all week here. So, 
we're giving it to you. <laughs> Absolutely. So we talked about Harson. There really wasn't a ton other than the things we hit on that really stuck out. I, you know, I'll be honest and say that I think we hit on some of the biggest things. But sure. what about Owen Papo or sure. Bo Nix? Anything that kind of uh, stood out or, or things that kind of um, stick with you as we talk about what they were able to say today? That's kind of interesting that, I mean, two juniors came up. But, I mean, that's be- that just speaks to who Bo and Owen are as leaders on this team. Um, you know, it's their team, man. Like, there's, there's no question about it. And especially, uh, especially Bo on offense, but even Owen on defense, he's the Bo of the defense. And I mean, those, I mean, they came in together. They were the, the bell cows of that class. Uh, so really just their presence here, you know, them being here. Cause it's, it's usually always like, it used to be three people, yep. but it's, it used to always be three seniors, uh, whoever, you know, someone on offense, someone on defense, someone on special teams, or maybe a big line guy. Right. Yep. But for them, it's like, nope. Owen and Bo, and you're probably going to be back here next year unless Owen's in the NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, it just kind of speaks to the, who they are, uh, I think, just just them getting picked, honestly. And, uh, of course, everything they said was uh, – you asked Owen about the weight room. I thought that was yeah. interesting, right? Because that's, uh, you know, the summer. Like, that's been one of the big things that they've been talking about. It's like, hey, how are we going to get bigger and stronger? That's how – that's part of this Brian Harson blueprint, right? Like, that's the, a big part of it. Because it hasn't been bringing in five-star players, but part of it is so far. Which and he spoke about that too. We can get to we yes. can get to recruiting, but yes. uh, but yeah, the weight room. Like if there's something that someone would, if you're getting excited about something going into fall camp, the weight room is definitely one of them. And uh, Owen talked a lot about you know he filled out his suit, brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> the, the, the two things that kind of stood out to me, one from each of the players, Owen was talking about. You know, basically a newfound confidence. Like he said, you know, my confidence is through the roof going in this year. And I think that's something that um, if you're an Auburn fan, you got to be really excited about. I mean, because this was a guy that already, uh, you know, recorded triple-digit tackles last year. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, with the experience I've got and, and sort of understanding what is expected of me, um, I'm, I'm confident. I'm ready to go out there, you know. I'm, I'm interested to see when – uh, the the all SEC preseason teams come out. Is sure. he one of those linebackers that gets a nod, gets some recognition? Because he and Zacoby both, I thought, you know, deserved some recognition last year from how they played, especially stepping up with KJ Brett hurt. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he spoke really highly of that, and um, you know, it was interesting when we talked to Brian Harson. He mentioned that one of the first people he met as far as the players at Auburn was Owen. Yeah. I mean, Owen basically came over and yeah, wanted to Yeah, that's a new story. Him. We hadn't heard that yet. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that speaks to leadership. I think that speaks to a guy that I think has really proven himself on defense. I think sure. he can play even better than he has. Right. But when you got a guy that's like, this is important to me, mm-hmm. it, it triggered for me a, a story I did, a freelance story over the summer, going back at Georgia, Heinz Ward. Uh, Jim Donnan, who was Georgia's coach, talked about the same thing. He said the very first person who was in my office was Heinz Ward. Really? I think it, I think if uh, Owen Pepo could have a you know a, a similar career as uh, yeah, like Heinz I Ward, think that'll that, work. That's pretty high praise. Didn't Heinz play quarterback or am played I think... quarterback? Played running back? Played receiver? Get, he... get Owen back there. Yeah, get I him mean, in. Get him we in. We might have talked. Didn't we talk about yeah. moving guys around? Owen might be that guy. Hey man, I'd like to see him take a snap, take a carry, bro. Speaking of taking snaps, the hey. other guy. Hey, Bo Nix. See that transition? Yeah, man. That's how you do he, it. He, it travels. It just, he brought it on the road. I brought it, man. Uh, the thing that I was really taken by was him talking about how much more comfortable he feels under center because that was going to be yeah. the biggest difference, right. really, from Gus Malzahn and, and what Mike Bobo and Brian Harson are and looking he, to do. He kind of put it clear. It's like, I'm not going to tell you how much we're running under center, yeah, but yeah. it's definitely more under center. Justin's here. Justin. 
Justin, come come talk, come talk, come talk. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about, Bo Nix? Yes. Under center. What do you think, man? I, it's an a lot of under a lot under center this year. Or no. If you go if Half? you go back and look at Boise State's offense, it's like if you go back and look at Boise State's <laughs> offense, it's kind of more it's kind of more 50-50. Okay. Uh, more more than more than just like one, leaning high one one or the other. Okay. I think he also Brian Harson has that track record of building to what his quarterbacks are good at. Okay. Bo Nix has barely ever been under center in his career. Right. That is an adjustment. They talked about it in spring practice. Some guys have a hard time making that move. I think Demetrius Davis is going to be another one like that. Isn't it interesting how he said, like, I can see the defense different, and his eyes are up. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. So when you're under center, your eyes are up, and you're looking at the defense when you get the snap, whereas you're in shotgun you're watching the ball. And Brian Harson told us in the beat thing this morning something very, very, very interesting to me where he says, when I coach quarterbacks, you have to win pre-snap. You have to win pre-snap. And, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Gus Malzahn's offense. There wasn't a lot of talk of that, right? Sure. Yes, checks and all that. But like, remember when the, the storyline was always, can they audible at the line of scrimmage? And that yes. Was it? It's like, yes. Or, or Cam Newton on the QB with uh, with Gruden, remember that? And yes. he was like, what's a play? And Cam's like, hey, you put me on the spot. I don't, we, we didn't call plays. Right, exactly. It's always been that way with Gus, So right? I think winning in pre-snap, if you make him more comfortable, more calm, more collected, this is the year, he's having fun, you know, that kind of thing. Dark Horse, Dark Horse for Heisman. Like, no, I, I think the thing with Bo Nix is, like, if he is one of those guys that has been taught how to be a little bit more calm, a little bit more collected in the, in the, in the pocket and can win before the snap, the thing about Bo, we all know, is he's got talent. He makes yeah. great plays. Yeah. But sometimes when the bullets start flying, things get inconsistent, things get wonky. If he can be better at knowing where to go when things get out of control, like Harson said today, I think you're going to see a better quarterback this year. I don't know how much better, but you're going to see a better quarterback. Justin Ferguson. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Ferguson, the Auburn Observer. Subscribe to the Auburn Observer. Subscribe to the Auburn Observer. Justin, on the spot. Thanks, Justin. What a, what a hit. That's a radio hit right there. That was amazing. That was amazing. I did, All right. I, I blacked out watching that. It was incredible. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Under center. Uh, yeah. I, I was curious of what – I was genuinely curious of what he said of, of uh, how much it will be because yeah. we don't know. No. Uh, and they're yeah. definitely not going to tell us. Yeah, no. Uh, but but like we said, Bo said he likes it. Bo said he likes going up under center. Um, I thought and I thought that was I would never thought of that before. Honestly, that's a weakness on my part. No, I agree. I, I mean, never you considered don't, you don't seeing really, the defense from a different vantage point. You don't really consider that. I mean, right. the fact that visually it will look different for him and yeah. what he can see with the defense. Right. And Bo being the you know the football nerd he is, you know he's I don't know he's eating it up. He likes that. He likes something different. So he's having fun with it. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that that is going to be something that um, will be fun to watch as we get into the season and, yeah. and just see what they wind up doing as far as the splits but you know but under right. center and, and and shotgun and, and what that winds up looking like all right justin i gotta ask okay this was your only day at media days yes i, I was here all week just what was your takeaway just from the experience and you know radio row all that fun stuff that comes with media days hey man it's only my second time i have managed to avoid it <laughs> time uh but no it's fine it's it's good i will be back and next dude next year we're in nashville we maybe. will we will both be that yeah. you know we're gonna we're, we're making gonna that true and, uh, <laughs> and make good decisions <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's it it's good for everyone to be back man honestly and so many writers i joked earlier but everybody 
you know, everyone knows each other. We have colleagues, you know, and everyone's spread all across the country. I was sitting in there next to my old roommate from Odessa who covers, who covers Missouri now, man. It's great to catch up to people, to see everybody in one spot, you know. I mean, God forbid, it's like, I hate to make things about the media, but it is media day. Can we have three days Can you give us for that? ourselves? Four yeah. days. Four days. That might be asking a little That is much. too much. That's yeah, too let's much. cut it to two. Three and a half at most. But for the media, it is a good time. So there you go. I mean, that's the only, this is, this is it, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. This is, now we turn the now. focus back <laughs> to the football players and the coaches. To the yeah. point you made, I was able to be here all week, which was neat, um, to talk to a lot of the different coaches, You know, some with connections to Auburn's new coaching staff, uh, some with uh, with our coverage area that have local kids. Uh, yeah. You know, can't, you know uh, Alabama's got a couple local guys. Florida's got Mahmoud Diabate. Yeah. Who, anytime I can say Mahmoud Diabate, yeah. I, I take full advantage of doing that. <laughs> Um, or a Christian story story. Oh, absolutely. We love story stories. Yes. We love it here <laughs> on the podcast, folks. Um, but the thing for me was really the chance to get to see these other writers to the point you made. I mean, there was a couple of guys that I worked with at the student paper at Georgia. Yeah. Had a chance to spend some time with them. Haven't really been with both of them probably since we graduated. Yeah. So that was neat. And, and obviously got a lot of work done. Got to hear some stories and uh, got to tell some good stories and, and stuff that we're going to keep talking about yeah. really going into the season. We've got our notebooks full now. I mean, it's between now and August 5th when practice starts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what we'll go off of. Speaking of storylines, we are definitely going to be talking about for the coming weeks, months, I mean, maybe even into next year, Oklahoma and hey, Texas. That apparently, bombshell. Apparently there was a report uh, from the Houston Chronicle that there are there's some intrigue from Oklahoma and Texas about joining the SEC, obviously. Um, that would kind of be the start of a super conference and, sure. you know, would probably set off. Change everything. It would set off a, a ton of dominoes uh, yep. elsewhere. What was your immediate reaction? Uh, we got to see Jimbo Fisher's yeah. quite literally his yeah. immediate reaction. Yeah. Um, but what were your thoughts on, on the idea that uh, two of the, the Big 12's, you know, really most storied yeah. programs could be coming to the SEC? The funniest part was Jimbo's reaction was, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I bet they would like to join. Because, yeah. I mean, I mean, you c- you can see this happening uh, because, I mean, what was it? Last December, ESPN and SEC came to a three billion dollar. That's what deal. I said on the radio. I said that's a B with a B. Billion dollars, three hundred million dollars over ten years. Uh, I mean, the the so I mean, hey man, Texas Longhorns and money go together. I mean, it's like <laughs> so, American apple pie right there. So yeah, so it kind of makes. I mean. It, it kind of makes sense that they're – and obviously, we don't know the depth of these inquiries. I don't even think the Houston Chronicle detailed it that much, more, mm-hmm. more so than – but but there's there's uh, fire to the smoke. I almost said smoke to the fire. Is that – Where there's smoke, where there's okay. fire. Because, because several national people have reported, I think Brett McMurphy here, some others have reported that, you know, Big 12's having a meeting. Yeah. Like people are getting on planes and getting together because of this thing. So yeah. it's, it's, there's something to it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hey man, I mean it's money talks. I mean I guess that, that that's the immediate reaction, you know, whether I whether it'd be fun to watch or not, I don't know. Uh, it'd be fun to see Texas and Texas A&M have to play again after doing everything they can to avoid each other. <laughs> Part of me, just for the sake of just the the bitterness between both, is like they like insist they have to be in different divisions. I mean, like it doesn't make sense. They're like, no, we, the yeah. one way we're coming. Yeah. Um, the, the thing to keep in mind, which a lot of people pointed out, is, you know, this could very well help, um, you know, sort of when Texas and Oklahoma are, 
it's kind of bargaining chips if they want to stay in the Big 12, the yeah. fact that this is out there. I yeah. mean, if they decide, look, we actually – we don't really want to go to the SEC, but this is out there if right. we want to try to get a little more bang for our buck in the Big 12. Right. Um, so you have to consider that. But um, you can obviously see why going to the SEC would be very appealing for both programs. And why the SEC – It'd be appealing to pick them up. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, besides maybe like Clemson, I would say Texas and Oklahoma would be the the premier teams you could go get that still make relatively – Some geographical sense. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, besides like Clemson, I think uh, those two would be the the teams you would aim for. Right. And just as a college football fan, I would be excited to see it. I know it would be a whole lot different than what we're used to, but I just like the idea of like Oklahoma and – and Georgia and, and, you know, Alabama playing, uh, you know, on a pretty regular basis. And, and obviously, I think you would see reactions as far as ACC and, and the Pac-12. They would, you know, maybe try to, to join, uh, you know, bring in new teams. Because, you know, really when the expansion thing, uh, conference realignment, really took off like around 2010, 2011, yeah. there was always a thought that there would be these super conferences. Right. And you had Texas A&M and Missouri join the SEC and a couple other moves with other right. major conferences, but it never really came to pass. Right. It wasn't the European Super League, you know, no, 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 like no, no. we thought it was going to be. Right? No, but maybe this is – Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. this is, you know, what winds up being the start to that. Sure. I think it would be huge for SEC non-revenue or non-football sports. Um, you look at Oklahoma Gymnastics as a powerhouse. Uh, you know, they're both strong in baseball. Oklahoma softball mm-hmm. is a powerhouse. And then Texas track, man. Texas has the premier track and field facility – as, as far as I know, out in Austin, maybe they got something up in Oregon. Yeah. Maybe that Nike money's got something up there. I would think they probably could but, give them a run for their money. Yeah, but in, but in Austin, that's a, a uh, they've got a premier track and field program. You know, it would be huge, I think, because Texas is kind of like Stanford, where they're good at a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, golf and everything else. So uh, that it would it would be big for not just football. I think. I agree. Um, do we want to see it? I don't know. <laughs> Personally, I think I do. I know that you yeah. know, there's going to be pitfalls that come with it. I wish it, you could try stuff out for yeah. a few years and then go a, back. Yeah. Give it, you know, sound like a two-year lease. Yeah. And be like, nah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't th- I don't think I like it. But yeah. I'm excited just to see what comes of this. And, sure. and obviously we'll be tracking it and, and keeping up with what that means for the conference. Um, well, we're getting ready to, get out to of head out, go back to uh, Opelika. There's a ton of stories from today. Any other thoughts from, from Media Days and uh, what the experience was like and getting to see Auburn on the big stage? It just keeps rolling, Jordan. It just keeps rolling, baby. It never ends. That's the best part. And, hey, I just want to say for our listeners that like high school football, we're going to have the Media Days next week. We are not done with Media Days. Never. We're well, have high school Media after Days. After this, we will be well, yeah, the, the, It's coming <laughs> soon. It's just not yet. Um, but, yeah, we'll have uh, high school Media Days in Opelika, so that'll be fun to get to see all the local teams. And that's just when you know. Yep. Season's almost here. Hey, we'll be busy covering uh, high school games, and then before you know it, it'll be Auburn versus Akron and Jordan here. I love it, baby. Can't, I love it. Can't wait. Well, let's go get ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, again, thanks again for listening. Thanks for watching uh, us uh, on the On the Road edition. Uh, Featuring little, Justin yeah, Ferguson. A guest <laughs> appearance from our, our favorite uh, Auburn beat writer, not named uh, Justin Lee or Jordan Hill. Uh, Justin Ferguson, obviously go check out his stuff at the Al- the Auburn Observer. Auburn Observer, yep. Yes. Awesome. Um, on that note, we're going to head out of here. And until next week, take care.